Sales Star Podcast, Episode 3, Sales Process. Hi and welcome. This is Paul O'Donoghue. I'm the founder and CEO of Sales Star. And today we have Alex Chan, our Head of Learning Hi, and Development with us. We've got a really, really important and valuable podcast to share with you today. And the topic is around sales process. So we're going to really put some science and demystify uh, what a sales process is, what it isn't, the need for one, and the benefits of having a sales process. So Alex, what is a sales process? Well, a sales process is very simple. It's all the steps that, uh, that a salesperson needs to take from the beginning of a sales opportunity, all of the steps in between, qualifying, presenting, uh, dealing with concerns, etc., right through to actually closing the sale. So it's everything that happens from beginning to the end of the sale. Right. Okay, well, why do we need a sales process? Well, picture an organization that has got, say, 10 salespeople. Should there be 10 different best practices or should there be one? I think that we all know the answer to that. There should be one best practice. And this is great because I'm sure that a lot of our viewers would appreciate that those on their sales team are of varying uh, skill levels, varying experience levels, varying levels of capability. What do we do to make sure that the person with the least skill, the least experience, comes up to speed very, very quickly so that they're uh, operating at the same with the same capability as the more senior people? And what are we going to do to make sure that the more senior people are operating consistently so the customers get the similar experience across the board. So there's a bunch of reasons why we need to have a sales process. Um, as a matter of fact, Harvard Business School tells us that just the mere existence of a sales process alone can increase our sales by between 17 and 19%. Now, if you were to convert that to dollars, I think that's a pretty good argument for having a sales process, don't you? Right. So by the uh, very fact of just instituting a sales process, you'll get a 17 to 90% uh, uptake in sales, or is there something more behind that? What, what else needs to happen there? Oh, well, well, firstly, it's got to be a sales process based on best practice, but it also has to have good leadership as well, good lead, because yeah. somebody has to hold them accountable to the process, and that's where systems come in, uh, uh, really assist, such as, um, uh, such as a CRM that uh, is able to house the process. But even without those electronic tools, a good leader should be able to enforce the process and hold them to account in any case. Right. Anything else um, that you would consider to maximise having a process and getting the, I guess, best out of um, uh, having a sales process? Well, we need to get staff buy-in. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. what's their view? I mean, I'm, I'm sure they've got an opinion on works well. They're out there in the field every day after all. Yeah. So do we just dictate, okay, guys, this is the process, or do we go through a consultation and facilitation process in order to get the experience shared to come up with the best practice? Right. Hey, so I'm a little bit confused. Like, what's the difference between a process and methodology? That's a good question. The process is the, uh, is the what to do. The methodology is how to do it. For example, it could be that one of the steps of a sales process is that we have to qualify the customer. Well, that's all very well, but then the methodology tells us how we qualify them, what kinds of questions should we be asking, for example. Right. So the process is very strategic. Whereas the uh, the methodology is the execution, that's the tactics. Fantastic. And is there a correlation between a sales process and high-performing organizations? Uh, well, yes, there is. Uh, all of the data shows us that uh, where you have a process and where that process uh, is, uh, is, is enforced, uh, then there's a correlation between that and high performance. Right. What has your experience shown? Well, yeah, my experience, absolutely, there is a correlation between the high-performance 
organizations that we've um, evaluated mm -hmm. and work with to having an effective sales process, mm -hmm. right? So an effective sales process enables a sales manager, as you mentioned earlier on, to not only hold the team accountable, but to coach the salespeople too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a hundred different ways to um, go to market with your product or service. There's one common best practice. I think you've alluded to that before. Mm -hmm. But it's as a sales manager, their job is to be to, to grow people, to grow sales. So how do you effectively have coaching conversations if you've got a hundred different sales processes? It's very difficult. But if you've got one best practice, you can spend a lot of time coaching salespeople on that process. Therefore, they're getting more effective. Mm -hmm. You know, so what you'll see is that an effective sales process with effective coaching, you'll see an organization get higher conversion ratios. Yeah. Higher conversion ratios and their sales velocity between the process um, is reduced. So that means, you know, your sales um, call cost of sale reduces. Mm -hmm. You're getting cash into the business a lot quicker because mm -hmm. your sales process is reducing. And um, also time spent in the right area. So you're not spending a lot of time having wrong conversations with the wrong people. You've, you, you, with a, a strong process, salespeople are able to qualify, or more importantly, disqualify opportunities early on in the process. Okay, so just um, to make sure I understand you, what you're saying is um, you will speed up the process of the, the actual sale itself, but in addition to that, you'll be able to not only talk to the right people in an organization, but in some cases avoid talking to certain organizations altogether, which could be a waste of time. Is that right? Yeah. I think that's absolutely should be articulated in the sales processes, what companies, what industries you should be calling on. So mm -hmm. in other words, the target market, mm -hmm. but also people within that organization. Mm -hmm. So those are sort of key things that should be in a process. Okay. So our salespeople aren't spending um, a, a lot of time having wrong conversations with the wrong people. Okay, so just to summarize what you've said, uh, you've outlined a lot of benefits there of the sales process. So we're talking about uh, being, you said it's a great coaching platform mm. because we've got one standard in terms of our practice standard. Is that right? So the sales manager can hold them to account and they can coach them accordingly if they're, short, if they're falling short in certain areas. Absolutely. Or if they need development in certain areas. You're also saying that it speeds up the sales. So that's a velocity yep. question. Speeds up the velocity, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, in addition to that, it, it provides a platform for consistency to make sure that the least experience are right up there with the most experienced salespeople in terms of how they handle a situation. Yep, 100%. Okay. I would add to that, a, a, a good, well-structured, milestone-centric process mm -hmm. with the right systems in place can enable an organization to forecast more accurately. Oh, forecasting. I'm, I think that that is something that sales managers would be very interested in, in terms of the accuracy yeah. of their forecasting, right? Absolutely. Paul, what are some of the other things that uh, a sales process should take into account? I mean, let's just say some of our viewers out there are trying to put a process together, they're trying to create a process. What yeah. should they factor in? Well, as I mentioned earlier on, a process starts with your ideal target market. Get really clear on who your ideal target market is. Then have a think about some of the, I guess, the pains and gains that you provide your ideal target market, what are some of those trigger points that gets them thinking about your products or services? So um, what you really need to think of is your buyer's journey. Like what's their buying process? 
Like, how do they go about finding you in the first place? How do they go about making a decision to choose you or your competitors or an alternative product or solution? That's a good point. You know, we talk about sales process, but does it dovetail into their buying process? And an effective process should dovetail right into the buying process. Mm -hmm. It should be aligned. If it's not aligned, then you're not bringing your buyer through the journey when you're selling. Okay. So the other things you need to consider in your sales process is um, we highly recommend that it's milestone-centric. So these are different stages to the sale? Yep. Yep. So different stages, for example, it could be, you know, um, where do we get our leads from? Lead generation, Mm -hmm. which really is a marketing function, but salespeople can actually create leads as well. So that might be a milestone, that could be a phase. Could be a milestone, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the second milestone might be actually making an appointment or initiating contact. So if somebody doesn't do their calls this week, we can say they're not following process. Is absolutely, right? yeah. And then if you follow the milestones through, it'd be like uh, a, a first meeting or some people call it an exploration meeting. I like to call it a discovery meeting. A discovery meeting or mm-hmm. a consultative interview. Mm-hmm. So all of those um, names ring true. So um, post the discovery meeting, what happens then? Well, uh, hopefully you've generated an inquiry, so there'll be uh, the need to prepare some sort of proposal or a quote or come back with a presentation or all of the above, so that might be another phase. So yeah, a key milestone, I guess, is um, uh, presenting a solution. Mm. Like, you know, that's a clear milestone in the process. Mm. And then from then on, it, um, after that, it's either... A, in a negotiation stage or it's a pending decision mm. and then once we've won the account what do we do from there well we have to manage the account after we close that initial sale and that takes us right back to the early stages of the process again if we had to grow that account yeah and why is it important to um, have effective account management well uh, account management if we keep existing happy customers the research tells us that we can lower the cost of sale by a minimum 80 percent In other words, it costs five times as much to get a new customer than it takes to keep an existing happy customer. That's what the research tells us, sometimes more. Well, the research for bringing on new business is between seven to 12 touch points to bring on a new account. Mm. So with existing accounts, you don't have the seven to 12 touch points because clients already know you, Mm. they've already experienced your service or your product, you've already got a relationship. So it somewhat uh, reduces the call uh, um, the sales calls to so make if, a sale. Um, if we're talking to our sales leaders out there who are watching, I guess one of the questions that we could ask ourselves is, should account management be part of our sales process as well? I think we know the answer yeah. yes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess um, the question you asked me before, um, what should be considered in the sales process, the other things you want to be clear on after those milestones are, what are the objectives of each milestone? Mm. What are you trying to achieve at each yeah, stage? What are you trying to achieve at each stage? Like, uh, I'm trying to get an appointment or I'm trying to get to present a solution, for example. Well, I'm trying to get an appointment with a decision maker yes. who has a need. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay, like that's, if, if that's you've got to be really clear on the objectives. Mm. Like if you said my objective is to make an appointment, a salesperson might make a lot of appointments, but it's to the wrong people. Mm. Okay, those, those are good examples of objectives then anyway. So we've got yes. objectives... Uh, then my understanding is that uh, you like to recommend that we have a, li- a series of steps and actions with each stage, is that right? Yeah, well, what, what are the prescribed steps and actions at each stage? Mm-hmm. For example, in the first meeting, you know, what do we need to do? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we get the most out of the first meeting? Mm-hmm. So, for example, it might be that, uh, you know, rapport 
undermines, um, sort of undermines, underpins everything, building rapport. Mm-hmm. So you've got to build rapport, but then what happens? Well, after that, we need to uh, get uh, um, the okay to actually go through a questioning process and to, to discover where their issues are, where their pain points are, where their problems are. So yeah. uh, we need to go through this qualification slash discovery of what the issues are, and particularly the ones that are hurting them where we might be able to offer help. Yeah, and even getting permission to ask those questions, such so positioning mm-hmm. yourself in the first place, mm-hmm. position yourself as a trusted advisor, and then transitioning into asking those those questions. That's right. Um, you know, and there's some there's some science, there's some uh, steps in certain parts of the process that make uh, uh, the world a difference mm. between you know um, converting a sale or not converting the sale. Mm. So. Um, yeah, so getting really clear on those steps are important and taking everyone th- through the journey. Okay, so we've got uh, the objectives for each, um, for each milestone. We've got the steps and actions for each milestone. Um, what about at, at the, when we've done the steps and actions, what do we need to check off before we go on to the next phase? Well, you should have a go, no-go phase, so it's a checklist. Mm-hmm. It's like, have we qualified this in every which way we can to then take this opportunity to the next phase? phase in our sales process. Okay, so if, you, if you're if you going through that qu- those questions, go, no, go, uh, you haven't done this, you haven't done this, we can't, we can't move to the next stage. Absolutely. It's, um, yeah, don't go to the next stage until mm. you gather information that you need to. Mm, like, we don't know who's going to be at that meeting yet, need to find well, out. Well, yeah, for a cl- classic example is, um, you know, if you've done your first meeting, but you haven't identified a compelling uh, problem or a, a need mm-hmm. from the client, why would you go to the next phase, which is presenting the solution? I like that. Yeah. Uh, the amount of times uh, salespeople have come back from a meeting, they're all excited, and they say, and I say, what's the opportunity? And they say, oh, we're going to sell them this widget or this doohickey or this whatever. Yeah. And I'll always test them, and I'll say, well, did you discover their pain? Did you discover their problems? And if they hesitate, then I would suggest to them that was not a good meeting. So did they cover that particular stage, that particular meeting well? Yeah. yeah. It's a good meeting if they identify their objectives, their challenges that are stopping them getting there, mm. the size of the problem, in other words, the gap. Mm-hmm. If they've, furthermore, if they've articulated a solution and they've said, hey, yeah, this is exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. But they've also understood their buying process from there. Mm. Like, how do they go about making decisions? Who makes those decisions? Who's part of that committee? So if they don't find those things out, that could be a no-go. They've got to go back and find out. Also, you know, whether they have a budget, Mm -hmm. timing, Mm -hmm. like when do they want to go ahead with this? Your classic qualifying questions, really. classic qualifying questions Mm -hmm. to qualify the opportunity. And so many times salespeople miss these key steps Mm -hmm. because they don't have a process they're following. And they wonder why their opportunity stalls. You know what they're doing? What are they doing? They're winging it. Well, that sounds like an average day in the life of an average salesperson, doesn't it, sometimes? Well, uh, yeah, of an average company. Yeah. Not a high-performing company. But look, this is the thing. I mean, you say an average company, but uh, what our research actually shows us is that well in excess of 95% of the clients that we talk to don't actually have a process. I mean, to our viewers, this might seem pretty basic and, and and there's a lot of common sense, but it's actually frightening when we realize how many people actually don't have one at all. And if they do have one, a lot of people don't follow it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Like ninety percent of companies uh, we're working with don't have an effect, uh, don't have a sales process. Mm. A further five percent will say they have a process, but it's ineffective. Mm. It's 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 not effective at all. It's it's not current. It's not best practice. Mm. 
So many times the salespeople don't even know what it is anyway. Yeah, so but it's, it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Well, it's a start. It's a start. Uh, but look, that leads me to the next question. Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges uh, in, in developing a sales process? I mean, what would our viewers run into potentially? The challenges I've seen is uh, sales processes that get too convoluted. Mm -hmm. You know, it's war and peace. People don't follow it. Oh, they're too big. Yeah. Too, yeah, too, too, yeah, too many pages. Too, yeah. It's overwhelming with content and um, um, yeah, detail. So it needs to be simple, mm -hmm. right? Um, it needs to be milestone-centric so people can see which part of the process they're in, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think some of the challenges that we've seen is actually having someone facilitate that has strong facilitation skills like if you can get your salespeople to a sales process workshop i always say that uh, those who plan the fight don't fight the plan mm -hmm. it, it never works when an outside company comes in and says here's your sales process this is what we're going to market with mm -hmm. well you know it, uh, having a vanilla solution doesn't work mm -hmm. you know it needs to be built and bespoke for that specific company there's going to be nuances in every company that should be in part of the sales process, right? So what we've found is that when salespeople buy in, they'll own that process. So get the salespeople involved is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, or yes. if you've got 100 salespeople, it's quite difficult. What Maybe you want a focus team? A focus team with yep. the most effective salespeople. Yep. You know, you pick your stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pick, bring in some of your management um, who have a lot of experience. Mm. And um, have a really, really, really strong facilitator facilitating the process. Okay, now hopefully that's the manager. Uh, but I also like the idea of maybe bringing in an outsider sometimes just to pressure test whatever they come up with to make sure they're not just doing things because it's a it's a yeah. bad habit. What do you think? Oh, look, I fully agree with you on that one. When if you're trying to do it yourself, you're often too close to it, mm. right? And often. Um, Sales managers, CEOs who are trying to develop a process themselves, not, are they, not only are they so close to it, but they don't have the experience an outside sales specialist could have. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, we literally have uh, worked with hundreds of companies to develop sales processes. So we've got a, a wide experience on um, process, what makes a process effective, what makes each step more effective, mm -hmm. how to reduce the sales cycle, how to increase conversion ratios, mm. and there's some subtleties, there's some things that could be missing. So Paul, for the benefit of our viewers, let's just say our sales managers say, I want to get started, what do I do next? What do they do? And how does this link to high performance? Firstly, how does this link to high performance? Ooh, good question, Alex. Well, the sales process is only one step and a nine-step clear path to developing high-performing organizations. You were talking about the high performance pathway. The high performance pathway, the clear mm -hmm. path to transformational results. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's step that's number step three in the nine step um, pathway. Okay, so it's it's part of the high performance pathway. Mm -hmm. It's one of the nine steps. So with regard to this step number three, the process itself, what should our viewers do if they want to take the next step? And it's pretty simple. Like if you're really serious about growing sales uh, as Alex mentioned earlier on, a 19% uplift in sales revenue by implementing an effective sales process. So the question is, is if you're really serious about growing sales and you want to develop an effective sales process, you've got two choices. You can do it yourself the hard way, or you can do it the easy way, which is reaching out and leaning on our experienced 
on the past 13 years working with hundreds of sales organizations and developing hundreds of effective sales processes for companies just like you. Look, if you're serious about um, doing it yourself, there's an option. Look, click on the link below here. You'll see there's a template. Uh, it's a template we take our high-performant um, clients through. It's a sales process. It's a, there's a PDF there that's writable. Have a crack at it yourself first. If you get stuck, feel free to circle back to us and um, we'll, we'll help you get unstuck and get you clear on the, the steps that will really make a big difference in your process. If you want to expedite your sales process, if you're impatient like me and you want to get there a lot faster, really, really, really simple, there's another link below here. Click on that and make a time for us. Speak with one of our high-performance coaches, right, and we'll get you clear on your sales process. We'll get you clear on what to do, and we'll get, get you clear on how to get a jump on your competition and how to grow sales effectively for 2018. We'll see you on the other side. Bye for now. Bye-bye.